because the only way you can truly be a successful manager in this business if you and your talent are on the same page and y'all are both working. People come up to me like, I need a manager. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah. what, what do you do? Yeah. And they're like, well, what can you do for me? I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah. I am able to be as successful as I am today because I never wanted to be in front of the camera. There are people out there that are working with talent and that are managers by acting like talent. Mm. What's poppin'? What it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. Cam Newton the Sum, Mr. Boogie the All. Today with another episode of Funky Friday. And I promise, I promise to give good content for the masses and always keep it funky for your asses. Today we have a father. Today we have a producer. Today we have a book author. Today we have a talent manager a product of HBCU, North Carolina a and in the, in the building. You dig what I'm saying? Um, and uh, we have Fred Whitaker, my guy. Thank you for having me on the show, sir. Yes, sir. I am honored to be here, bro. Man, you, listen, man. I'm over here trying to do the math, and we already talked, you know what I'm saying, off camera. I'm like, damn, like, he got different, that person, different, like, what a... And one of the newest members of of my whole ecosystem mm -hmm. is Ashe. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, who the hell? <laughs> How we do? Boom, it made sense. So I'm happy because when I started diving into your story, bro, like, first off, I think we hear it a lot, but we don't know where it necessarily derives from. Mm -hmm. A talent manager, mm -hmm. right? What the hell, how the hell prompted you to get into this industry? I, um, I, I originally got into the industry because my best friend, brother, frat brother, Terrence J, mm -hmm. was presented with the opportunity of hosting BET's 106 in Park. And, you know, for the longest, we was always together. It was us versus the world. When right. we go places, it's me being his second set of eyes. You know, me always looking out for him, him always looking out for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll never forget when he uh, was blessed with opportunity. I was living in New York. He was in Daytona, Florida. He called me like, you know, I, I might have a situation for us. Mind you, I'm in New York like, yo, T, you know, we're not in college no more. Yeah. We graduated. I don't feel that I, I application to be a correction officer. I'm like, at no this point, way. I, gotta be, I gotta get a job. Not a CO. Yeah, I was gonna be a CO. Rikers <laughs> Island. I, I was gonna be on Rikers Island. And TJ was like, you know, let's see where this BET opportunity takes us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in college, he was the host. I was the DJ. He was the SGA president. I was the chief of staff. We would put pet rallies together. We would do fashion shows. Like, yeah. when it came to events happening in school, everybody came to see me, TJ. Shout out to my brother, Trav Bond and Quiet. We call ourselves Team Dollar. Like, we mm. just threw all the events. So fast forward, TJ got the BET job, and my mother would be like, well, why are you always with him? Like, what exactly are you doing? What's going on? You know, for the first two, three, I didn't know. Mm. I was like, I just got to go everywhere TJ go. I just got to go to make sure he's comfortable. Because when we walk in these rooms, I always have his best interests at heart. Yeah. I don't want nothing in return. I just want right. to see my brother win. Right, right, right. But then I had certain mentors that I met throughout my journey, like the Shaka Zulus of the world, mm. the Ronde Garrett, the Jason Rileys. They was like, hey, Fred, 
what you're doing is talent management. That is like a job that helps provide a lot of people opportunities in this business. Yes, sir. And I'm like, well, what what do I have to do? Mm -hmm. Like, is there like a blueprint? They was like, nah, there's no blueprint. You just got to be yourself and be a people's person, but make sure you're taking care of your family. And I was like, oh, that's easy. So I get paid to be myself. (laughs) So that's how I originally got into the business of talent management. Right. That's what's up, man. I think, number one, did you... I mean, what was your what was your major? What did you do undergrad? My real major? Oh, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm nah. like, so this is not something that you can go to school for. That's my point. Yes. Yeah, so my my major was journalism and mass communication. So okay. I was already into production. I was behind the scenes, shooting okay. cameras, editing footage, and things of that nature. Right. Um, but to go to school to be something like this, they don't teach you this in school. Right. You. This is a learn on a fly job. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when when the opportunity presented itself, everything was trial and error. We've been in the business almost 20 years now, Mm. and it's been trial and error. There's been a lot of ups. There's been a lot of downs. A lot of people see the wins, but don't see the losses. I love the losses more because it's a learning experience, Mm -hmm. which helped me make better decisions moving forward. So even with this, because I always tell people Mm -hmm. or talent, that's on that's on, you know, uh Funky Friday or Grace the Stage or the platform. I'm speaking in a kaleidoscope lens. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for my interests. I'm speaking for the viewer. I'm speaking for the person who will refer this to somebody else. How does a manager get paid? <sighs> so depending on your skill set, mm-hmm. depending on your game. Mm. You kill what you eat. It's all about what you negotiate. That's how you get paid. So the way I operate, I got to go out and get it. When I go out and get it, I receive a commission off of it. So it's one of those things where, once again, you kill what you eat. There's no, I get a guaranteed paycheck the 1st and the 15th of each month. And that's why when I first started, my father didn't understand. He was like... If you don't go do that correction officer job and get paid and get your pension and retire, and I'm like, but I'm not gonna be happy doing it. Right, right. Like, there's something about, all right, this is the goal, this is the plan, this is the journey to get to what mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish. For me, I love that. Mm-hmm. Money comes and goes, but you know, at the end of the day, it's the journey that I appreciate right. the most. So it's given like an agent esque. Yes. Yes. But without, without all the requirements. Yes. So I have this conversation with people all the time. What's the difference between an agent and a manager? Okay. And they're very similar, but then it also depends on what type of manager you have. Like for me, I'm more of a personal. I don't, I don't have a big conglomerate, a whole team. Right. It's me and just my network. Mm-hmm. You know, some agents or managers have a, a roster of people and they just throw names out there and they just answer the phone. I'm making the phone calls. Right. I'm like, hey, I have a client that's coming in the market. How can I find them an endorsement deal? How can I find them an appearance fee? How can I have them do something in community service? Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing it from a, a grassroots right. level, but also along the lines of what is my talent goals and what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Because the only way you can truly be a successful manager in this business, if you and your talent are on the same page and y'all are both working. 
people come up to me like, I need a manager. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah. what, what do you do? Yeah. And they're like, well, what can you do for me? I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah. Terrence and I get along so well because we inspire each other to keep, like, sometimes he'll be like, hey, Fred, I got an opportunity for us. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be manager. I'm supposed to get the opportunity, yeah. but it, iron sharpens iron. It's reciprocated. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think now, I mean, being in Atlanta, the mecca of, you of know, entertainment. this <laughs> entertainment, music, everything, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you want it in Atlanta, if they need to have a remix, if you can make it in Atlanta, boy, you can make it anywhere. Absolutely. You know, shout out to Alicia Keys and Jay-Z, Empire State of Mind, right? But at the same time, you always hear people getting the reference to a close confidant, a person that says, all right, here I am, I'm a rapper, I'm an entertainer, and my homeboy's my manager, mm -hmm. right? What would you say to that person who is up and coming, who tries to take the, um, the opportunity to keep the money in-house, so to speak? Mm -hmm. What are some things that you have to be weary for from that person's standpoint to say, hey, listen, hey, rough around the edges, I know you're trying to take care of your homeboy, your partner, mm -hmm. but... To a, another soul, it could be like, man, being anybody could be a manager. How? So to answer your question, I am able to be as successful as I am today because I never wanted to be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be talent. There are people out there that are working with talent and that are managers but acting like talent. Mm. And that's where I feel like there's sometimes conflicts. Right. And so from the beginning, once again, I can only give advice off of my experiences. I genuinely just want to see my brother win. Yeah. I just want to see him win. Him winning is me winning. Yeah. Me going to the BT Awards right. for the first time is like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm appreciative. Yeah. Like, you know, I still have a lot of access to a lot of friends I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And when they tell me their stories and what I'm doing, what am I complaining about? Yeah. I am genuinely traveling the world, finding opportunities for my clients and we're being ourselves. Right. So it's it's all a blessing. But to answer your question, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are our goals? What it is that we're trying to accomplish? And then, right. you know, you tell me my job, I'm gonna go do my job. Right. I once again I'm cut from the cloth of the Shaka Zulu school, where it's like, he always told me when you walk in the room, make sure they know your name, but it's about talent. But make sure you're just not seen as being part of the entourage. Oh. So when I walk in the room, it's like, speak to everybody, hi, I'm Fred. But then I'm just in the back watching. Yeah. I'm just chilling. I'm not being the center of attention. Mm -hmm. Now, I can cut the switch on if I, if I want to, but it's not about me, it's about the talent. And I, I think that's where when some people do start and they start with their homeboys, mm -hmm. they don't have that defined line of, hey, this is your job, this that's is your responsibilities. This is what I need you to handle. Yes, I'm the talent, but if I'm over here having the time of my life, I need you to make sure that nothing around right. us is going left for us to lose the opportunities that we have. It, it is, um, your job solely is preventative measures. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Pre it's, it's prevent my blood pressure from- Absolutely. Get, like I walk into a room, everybody knows I like this type of drink. Mm -hmm. They notice I like this type of food. They notice and they know that. 
all these are things, and when you're talking about talent, and and we're, we're this leading me to another thing is, these are the things that I need to get my mind right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because I don't need this to be a distraction. If I or if I ordered the green type of gum, why the hell is the red type of gum in here? Uh, so to that, I would say, Terrence J is not your only talent. <laughs> How are you able to ego manage and know like? Okay, I'm around this person today. She likes this. Okay, boom, I'm around this type of person. He likes that. Okay, now you have lineage and 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 you know rapport. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear it, I sense it. You and T, like y'all, you already know what time We're it is. We're freaking frat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, oh, oh, he get hey, 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 hey. Can everybody kind of lead the room real Absolutely. quick? You know what I'm saying? You gotta know how to read the room. But at the same time, it's like for the how do you read? your your person you know that 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 in it's, essence you're an extension of it's it's building a rapport and a relationship with them it's just having a transparent conversation and it's it's genuinely getting to know them mm -hmm. like as a manager you have to be a people's person you mm -hmm. have to know how to read somebody and read the room because at the end of the day whatever client i'm i'm working with when they're walking into that room and we have something we have to do, I need them to focus on that. I right. don't need them to worry about all of the distractions. I don't need them to worry about is the drive outside. I don't need them to worry about, you know, what questions they're going to get asked. My right. job is for them to walk into that room and for them to be themselves. That's why they're getting the bags that they're getting Correct. or they're getting the opportunities that they're receiving. So, you know... Um, yeah, man, it's it's just knowing them. It's it's spending time with them. Yeah. But it's it's like once again, even though they call themselves talent, I call them my friends. Yeah. When you know your friend, mm -hmm. you know your friend. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just helping my friend become successful to accomplish the goals and dreams that they want to achieve. Once I figured out what my purpose was in life and I learned that my purpose was to serve, mm. was to serve people. I genuinely like helping people. Like I would reach out to certain people and be like, oh, what are you working on? How can I help? Mm. I feel like the energy I put out there is the energy that I get back and I get the blessings in yeah. another way. So literally I'll call some of my clients like, what are you working on? What you got going on? Mind you not getting a commission, nothing off of it. I'll make that phone call for you. Yeah. Just to help. Man, listen, bro. It... <laughs> Man, look, first off, I appreciate that alone because we all are here, man, and, and I'm saying this with my platform. Man, I'm a servant of God, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's to my discretion and to my God's discretion. Absolutely. How it may come off to you, that ain't no God. That ain't this. <laughs> the God I serve. Listen, baby, this ain't got nothing to do with it. I, look, if the dude walking down the street and I want to give him a dollar, cool. If I want to give him $1,000, cool. If I, wanna, if I don't even want to give him anything at all, that's just for me. And you can lay down at night and go to sleep comfortably. Go to bed. My mm -hmm. thing is, as long as a person needs something and I'm able to give it to them. Absolutely. That's, that's you're doing your, your life's work. Absolutely. I think sometimes people feel like, Fred would have never got that if I wouldn't have put him on. Now all of a sudden he acting too big time. And it's like, <laughs> no bro, like, at the end of the day, with your referral or not, I still had to. I had to go in that room and sell I myself. I still had to do I that. I had to build that relationship. Because cats, cats all the time, friends, family members all the time feel 
uh, privileged. Absolutely. It's like, okay, hey, Fred, man, here's so-and-so. Hey, so-and-so, this Fred, boom. Now I, go. I connected y'all. Now y'all owe me. Yeah, no, uh-uh. It don't work like uh -uh, that. Uh-uh, it doesn't. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing the person that you introduced Fred to start hanging out way more than you, or they start making they money start together way more than you, and now you, you and your feelings. But for me, it's like I need people around me that aligns with my vision, right? If I got to tell Fred every single day, like, bro, inspire me, that is not the person for me. I want to see Fred's intentions off of what the energy that he puts out, whether it's social media, whether it's phone calls, text messages, whether it's a video that I've seen, you know, or whatever, I'm like, damn, bro, like, that's dope. That's cool. Absolutely. I want to implement that in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I, I probably will reference Terrence a lot because that's my main priority client, but we've been together since college. Mm -hmm. Once, you know, he started getting other opportunities, I started looking back like, okay, I see you growing. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm growing as well, too, so I can continue to be an asset to the team. Right. I don't want to be considered dead weight. I don't want to be considered a burden. I want to be like... I enjoy when he hit me like, damn, we got to do that too. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. Mm. <laughs> that, that means like, I got you booked and busy. Right. I got you doing stuff. Right. Because it can always be the other conversation of, yo, we ain't got What's nothing up? going on. What's Ooh, up? Like, what nobody nobody calling us, bro. Hey. Like, damn, how they getting this? You know, I try not to compare other clients to other clients because everybody's unique and mm -hmm. different in its own lane. And I try not to work with people that's similar, but then sometimes they still gravitate to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just try to give advice off of the experiences and the things that, you know, we've been through in life. But I just love to see people grow, man. Yeah. I want to grow. How do you how do you differentiate the different talents? And, you know, your list of clientele is well in depth. Like we talking heavy hitters in the game. Everybody's different. How do you know, you know, this and person has kids, this person don't have kids, this is a priority for this person? It's, it's, it's just energy. It's just mm. a conversation. Um, it's, it's getting to know that person. It's like, well, what are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, a lot of the clients I have actually started off as friends. Mm. Oh, it started off as a simple, oh, you in town? I'm going to pull up. And then I'll pull up and be like, Oh, you're not moving around right. Let yeah. me help you. Let me. I got you. Let me show you how to get here to get this bag yeah. and get out before the lights come on and you at home and yeah. people don't even. People are like, yo, huh? damn, it's huh? a hum moment. Yeah, like, like, hold on, hey, hey, that's. Oh, can't we're be. gone. By the time yeah. they realize you was there, it's we're gone. So it, you know, a, a lot of and I, and I'm thankful for that. So like a lot of a lot of people. They have their agents, they have their managers, but they will call me when they want to do like the grassroot level stuff. Yeah. The it's homecoming season, Fred. What can we do? I'm like, okay, let me make some phone calls. Say less. <laughs> Easy phone calls. You know, what, you mean? know what I mean? So it's it's just, you know, knowing what they want, man. Mm -hmm. And being able to talk to people in a way where you're not. Cause you know, no disrespect, some talent are like kids. Yeah. And you don't want to belittle them. You just want to give them things from your perspective. Man, it's accountability. And that's all it is. That's all, bro. That's all it is. And if you butthurt about mm -hmm. me doing my job to say to you, like, bro, you wildin'. Hey, sis, mm -mm, not right now. Hold Don't on. do that photo. Don't post yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's helping you continue to grow your brand to be greater because then the bigger your brand gets, the more opportunities will be presented to you, especially when people feel like they can Man. relate to you and touch you and be around. And you're down to I, I don't I don't do the Hollywood stuff. 
I'm the king of, oh, you been in Hollywood? Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool on But Hollywood. you know, you know the thing is too that I will give you perspective off of the mere fact when you are who you are, doesn't matter what field you're in, mm -hmm. when you've accumulated either money or status, mm -hmm. it's a word that shrinks more and more and more and more the more available or the more status or money that you have. That word is no. Absolutely. Right? So the, the bigger you are and like, oh, that's so-and-so, you could get a person to make a doggone porterhouse steak <laughs> Absolutely. two hours after they done been closed Absolutely. if you are who you are. So that no meter shrinks. When you have money, everything has a price. Everything has a price. So for you to just sit up here and say, okay, I want that porterhouse at one in the morning. I know the chef. I know I'll the manager. Listen, bro, I give y'all extra $2,000. They're going to take that money. They're going to take it. Say less. I got you. Don't tell nobody. Say less, right? So for you, you're in a position where a lot of people who you work alongside with, their meter of no is real low. Absolutely. So when you're telling them like, hey, dog, hey, you tripping right now. You got to, hey, don't, man, don't bring no more wine to this mm -hmm. table. Hey, listen, boom. Hey, I know you dancing, baby, but your skirt showing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know you're trying to get your sexy on. And the ones who get it, they get it. Absolutely. The ones who don't, is it, you see it. It's like, bro, I'm trying to help you. Hey, dog, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Y'all, I'm being a bad guy. We got to go. That. Oh, no, I'm the king. I'm the bad guy. Mm. I, I said vocally, hey, I'm the bad guy. When, you know, there's certain things going on. Yo, it's time to go. Oh, we haven't. It's time to go. Mm. I, somebody has to be the voice of reason. And then sometimes when you're having those rela relationships with certain clients, you know, there's a synergy that if I'm saying something to you, I'm saying it for a reason. Mm -hmm. That means you trust me. Right. So if it's one of those we're out and it's 1:45 and the lights come on at two, and I'm like, hey, I know we're having a blast. We gotta go. Right. Right. Some of them trust me. Some of them will, you know. It's debate with me, pushback. You know but then it's a voice of reason. And I've been doing it for so long, it's mind games. It's like, okay, well, if we don't leave now, you're going to have to take a thousand pictures when the lights come on. Then they're mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let's leave. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> but, that's, that, but that's like right there. This is what I respect about it because you doing your job is, it's not a cookie cutter approach to it. You no. have to be very strategic. I'm a person, man. Everybody who knows me know I don't want to say I have split personality. It's just my energy's up sometimes, my energy's down sometimes. I don't really like talking, especially a lot of the more. Everybody who knows me knows, don't talk to me past 10 o'clock, right? <laughs> if it doesn't require me nodding my head or shaking my head, leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone, right? Or, you know, for but for the people who know me, they know, hey dog, hey, boom, this here, whenever you're ready, blah, 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 blah. They send a text message. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, boom, that's that. You want anything? Cool. I'm just checking in, tapping in, boom. And that's just me. That doesn't make me bad. That doesn't make them, you know, suckers or anything. It just goes with everybody's different. Absolutely. My question is, um, when, when did you have your aha moment where it's like, okay, I can make this a career? Um... I think I had my aha moment when we started 106, but we was like 
two or three years in, mm. and it was one of those moments. Where so this is um, this is Terrence and uh, Roxy. Roxy, yes. Roxy. So it was one of those things where when we first started, I was always there, and they used to be like, "Who is this guy? Who the why fuck is, why is he always here?" <laughs> and TJ was like, "That's my assistant. That's my driver. That's my accountant. I was mm -hmm. everything." And then I think I had an aha moment where there was there was like a BT weekend or something. Mm -hmm. And then people start coming to teach like, where's Fred? Mm. And I was like, oh, people are really rocking with me. Yeah. People are really appreciating me because when I'm there, I'm just making sure everybody's cool. Yeah. I'm I'm literally making their job easy when it comes to dealing with my client. Oh, y'all need him to be at a certain time? I'll go tell them. Right. Because, you know, sometimes people be afraid to approach talent or talk to talent because they don't know the reaction or they feel like they don't want to bother them. Correct. Especially when you're going over lines or you're memorizing the script and mm -hmm. you're remembering the questions that you got to do. And if somebody asks you a question- It'll throw you off. It'll throw you off. Right. And then you're like, huh, huh, huh. So then it's like, they were literally like, where's Fred at? Yeah. And then T hit me like, yo, what time are you pulling up? Because everybody's asking for you. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. like, so now people are starting to see my worth and my value. And I didn't take it for granted. Right. I just appreciate it. But even if they didn't appreciate it, I still would have been doing it. So basically what you're saying is, there's a, there's a quote in Scarface, and he says, you need people like me. Absolutely. You need people like me. You humbly. need people like me. I'm saying humbly. that. Humbly. Fred Whitaker, you need people like I me. Uh -huh. that. You are, that you can point your finger. Not the bad guy, but that guy. I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the good guy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, long as my talent is cool and mm -hmm. happy, I'm doing my job. Man, listen. So as we're trying to transition to you know the next phase, I you know was with the help of my support team, Big Brico, uh, Brianna, uh, Ashe, um, you know, it was telling me some things that I was like, damn, that's dope, right? Um, and any any parent that does their due diligence to make sure that their child is living a better life mm -hmm. than they did, mm -hmm. that are hands-on, that's the key. That's the bold Absolutely. part I respect. Um, you have two daughters. Yes. Tell 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 me the tell us the demographic of that, and you know just just how do you how are you able to balance work and personal? Um, so I have one biological daughter. Okay. And I have one. I call her my daughter. She's she's my niece. Okay. Uh, their journey. Her name is my daughter. Name is Journey. Brawley is her cousin name. Okay. But I kind of took Brawley under my wing like a daughter mm -hmm. because unfortunately she lost her dad at a younger age. Mm -hmm. So I've known Brawley all her life. Right now, Brawley is 13, Journey is 10. She mm -hmm. lost her dad when she was like two or three. So right. she didn't really have that type of rapport. Male, male demographic. In her life. Mm -hmm. And so what I would do is being a co-parent single dad, Journey and I used to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. And it would be one of those things where it was like, she got to go to the girl's bathroom. But it's me and her, so yeah. I got to like take yeah. her to close your eyes. We got to yeah. go in the men's bathroom. We got to find a family room. But then when I just started putting things together, I was like, well, you know, we're always traveling. She wants somebody to play with. She wants somebody to hang out with. Mm -hmm. 
I might as well just bring Broly along with us. And then also it gives Broly those opportunities to have a, a male figure in yeah. her life to teach her how she should be treated, right. to teach her about life, teach right. her about the ups and downs. So we have a very unique dynamic um, relationship where I call her like my daughter, but yeah. she's really my niece. But you know, I'm, I'm super thankful for, for both of them mm -hmm. because they really changed my life. Oh wow. And, and raising girls is not easy. It's, it's it's not for the week. Lord Jesus. It's not for the week. Lord man. Jesus. I have two I have two daughters, mm. right? Shakira and Sovereign Dior. Shakira is a teenager <laughs> and Sovereign is five years old. Right? What them two divas bring out of me. Is something I, I I had my siblings was two brothers, mm -hmm. right? So I've always had that mask. I never had an issue with being masculine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was you know brain kind of overload with just testosterone. Being in this industry of football too, it was just like, bro, what's up? <laughs> what it is? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's on site. No, yeah. like for real, it's on site. Whatever you need, that's the that's the kind of the mantra that you have to kind of walk around with. But we're having daughters, man, it's like, oh, daddy, can you hold my hand? What? Oh, daddy, mm, I don't feel my, I have a bellyache. And there's certain things that just like, man, I never would have thought I used this four letter word as much as I do now, cute. <laughs> no, they're like, oh, baby, that's so cute. Oh. And I'm showing pictures, I'm like, look at her. You could be the so toughest cute. guy Bruh. in the world. But yeah. it's something about those daughters that will make you so soft. And they teach you how to like love. Yeah. They teach you like how to care and mm -hmm. be compassion and patience. Yes. Um literally, we're gonna go to the movie today, guys. It started at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. It's 11:30. Come on, guys. Yeah. I'm giving y'all an hour and a half. Yeah. It's 12:30 now. What mm -hmm. you know what? I'm just sitting in the chair like this. Mm -hmm. Come on. Let me know when y'all ready. Come on. <laughs> Let me know when y'all ready. And they're at that sweet spot too, because it's like they're getting a, you know, a little tingly feeling about the boys. And oh they trying to catch up with all the trends. Not of, ready. You know, TikTok and Instagram and things like that. And they got a phone and they want to walk around with the iPads all day or I'm some type not of ready. Bro. Well, you better get ready. Not ready. Because it's coming. I mean, it's going to blitz you, no, too. It's, it's, Man. I see it. Like, you know how you see the storm coming? Mm. I see the storm. Mm. And it's like, how do you prevent it? But you also want them to enjoy life yeah. and live life. But you still got to, like, what are you looking at? Yeah. Let, give me your phone. Uh-huh. Uh-uh, you changed your password. What's the new password? Uh -huh. no, 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 let me, uh, let me, let me uh, get don't that. Don't try to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, unlock it right now. And, and you better not use your eyes talking about, yeah. no, hell no. What the hell the damn code is? Yes, sir. Man, bro, my kids, man, my kids, they are so digitally savvy. Way before, like, I'm like... Oh, schooling me to the game. Like, Show me how my daughter Journey did something on my phone today. I said, put my phone back to regular. I don't know what you did, <laughs> but this is not my regular home screen. I can't right. find the buttons. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I think that is important. Uh -huh. But two, I'll dive into even more personal. How are you able to do we have a partner? Do we have a significant other? So 
I don't have a significant other. I don't have a partner. I I work too much. Mm. Um, you know, between my clients, between the girls, it's it's kind of challenging to find somebody to understand my lifestyle. But how though? But I, like like tell me and 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 I'm I'm trying to guide you to something real quick, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the challenges or what would you say if God himself came down? Time. Time is challenged because there's not enough. Even though there's 24 hours in the day, there's still not enough time because daddy have to go out and work and do what he got to do. Mm-hmm. So like currently, I probably won't see the girls for another week and a half because I'm out of town right now working. So that bothers me because I enjoy picking up from aftercare. Mm-hmm. I enjoy packing lunches in the morning. Right. But I'm able to make these things work because I have an amazing support system. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Journey and our mother, her mother, like we have an amazing co-parenting, and mm-hmm. she understands how I provide for Journey, right. provide for myself, and provide for the family. So it's like, hey, these are the dates you can do. We're going to make it work. So I have a very, very dope supportive system that allows me to continue to do what I'm doing. Now I've heard stories of other people who, you know, it, 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 it get nasty. Yeah. It and I, I'm, I'm, I am thankful for yeah. my situation. Um, and you know, my perspective is things can always be worse. So I just yeah. make the best out of what I have. And you know, I, I, I prioritize. My daughters come first before anything and everything. My team knows that, my clients know that, yeah. but I, I make myself available for, you know, everybody and I figure it out, man. Like, yeah. so. So as a person who fills other people's cups mm-hmm. in, indirectly, you know what I'm saying, how do you fill your cup up? Like, what's, what's your hobbies? Like, what do you say? Like, nah, bro, like, this is my time. This is my day. This is what I do. In essence, this is how I put my back to the wall and charge up. I work out. I literally, wow. I run marathons. What? I cycle. I box. I play basketball, like that's my outlet. Yeah. So literally every morning I get up and work out Mm. before I do anything. If I don't work out, I feel discombobulated. I I have to like break that sweat, but then it also helps my mind stay sharp. Mm -hmm. And it also like, oh, as like I'm running marathons, I'm thinking about stuff as I'm running and it's my escape. Mm. It's my escape from reality, but, but I'm doing something so fitness fills my cup up that yeah. that's what makes me happy and then just seeing my girls smile man yeah. like just seeing them happy just being able to put them on an airplane take them places to have yeah. passports like i didn't get a passport till i was 20 some years old hey, you and me both <laughs> they, my, i didn't get my second step until <laughs> another five six years after you know that so that that that's what makes me happy right. that that but once again like i said earlier I feel like my purpose in life is to serve. Yeah. So me serving people makes me happy. Yeah. I enjoy helping. I genuinely enjoy just helping people. I like that, man. I like that. Uh, uh, tell me about the uh, the book release um, and how did we come about? You know, just really creating it. A lot of like this project sounds like a project that's in so many people's heads. You know what I'm saying? But they never kind of like, man. You know what would be cool? I want to create a cookbook. Okay. It sits on January. It sits on February. And then you, uh, 
no, I don't know if this is going to be the right year. Well, for you, you you've able to publish an actual book, you know, and the title is? The title is called Come on a Journey with Me. And it's named After My Daughter Journey. Um, the premise or how we came up with the book was me and the girls would travel. And I would just post us doing stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was only doing that to show my family what we were doing. So I ain't got to keep sending text messages to <laughs> my grandmother, my mother, mm -hmm. their mothers. Because right. every day all follow me on social media. Right. So then I stopped posting at one point And then people were sending messages like, what is Journey doing? Yeah. What's Broly? Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. So then I was like. I think there's something there, but I couldn't quite figure out. So I called one of my line brothers, mm -hmm. Ushe, who's my partner on the, the book series. Um, I was like, Ushe, I'm thinking about doing a children's book. And he was like, well, what would the book be about? And I was like, it'll be about us, our lifestyle, like mm -hmm. always traveling with the girls. So, you know, like you said, you say stuff to people and... You don't if, execute it. If you don't have real people in your corner, they don't hold you accountable. Yeah. My line brother hit me a month later like, so what's up with the book? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, you said you want to do a book. I did some research. I said, oh, okay. So then what's the first thing we got to do? He was like, we got to find an illustrator. I'm like, and then once he started programming into my brain, right. I'm the type of person like, all right, let's figure it out. Right. So then I just had a sit down conversation with the girls. I was like, how would you guys feel about doing a children's book? Mm -hmm. And... Journey, Journey and Broly was like, they love it because we go to Barnes and Nobles all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the, the the hurdles that I would see when we were going to Barnes and Nobles is there would be books in there and I'm not knocking nobody else's books, but I'd rather my daughters read about stuff that they can relate to when they see a black African-American female pilot or right. cook, right. not the big red dragon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. This is it's real. It's not tangible to their life. To it's their not saying, not... Sally, Shaquanda, Jeffrey, Joseph, and all them. Uh -huh. But for me and my lifestyle, it has to be relatable to, you know, everything that I have going. And I want them to feel like it can be obtainable. So it was one of those things where I had the conversation with them. The girl said, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So once you say something to your kids, oh, they're going to remind you. Oh, with Daddy, what's up with the book? That's the biggest accountability. What? Acquirer. Ever, your Dad. children. Daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, I'm hungry. This is all in the next last 30 seconds. Those are like, I I'm, heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Like, I'm, baby, I'm, I'm on the phone. Man, homeboy, I'm on, like, God, leave. Like, I'm going to call I'm, you back. Like, yeah. It's like they don't know. I, uh, you know, I always tease people, and, and I was seeing this in, like, on different platforms, just talking about, like, when you have children, your privacy is no longer privacy. of existence. You, you can't pee Nothing. by yourself. You can't use the restroom by yourself. You can't take a shower by yourself. Nothing. And you have to be very strategic in knowing that, okay, with different kids, absolutely, some of them are mature enough than others, and they also know, like, okay, cool. Now, what that looks like, that could be... You personally, the things that you do, more importantly about the things that you say. Absolutely. Like I always tell people about my kids, like I really love music. I, I wish I was more musically inclined. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I just have a way of words. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could put words together. I, I love writing and things like that. And when I'm in a car, like this morning, I have four stops at four different schools, right? Mm -hmm. High school, another school, two different daycare centers. 
And when I'm listening to my music, like I'm just nodding my head, just like, okay, boom, boom, boom. I look back or I look in the rearview mirror, I got five or six other more heads just like, <laughs> doing bum, what you're bum, doing. Boom, yes. boom. You know, they ain't even in the car seat, just yes. jumping back and forth. And it's funny, but, but that's them letting you know that we're paying attention to you. They, I used to say all the time when Journey was younger, they're always watching. Mm -hmm. So everything you do, you have to be mindful of it because they're watching. And I, I've seen times where I would brush my teeth a certain way and then I would catch my daughter doing it. I'm yeah. like, why is she doing it? And I'm like, oh, I do that. Right. So they they look up to you and they're product they're product of their environment. Yes. So I'm always very mindful of the things that I do and mm -hmm. say and how I treat people because right. that's how you know I want them to carry uh, themselves. Right. So even when you know I was having the book conversation with them when they kept bringing it back up to me, I was like, okay, I actually got to do this. And I think what a lot of people don't know is when it comes to having a book, you have an idea. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they can write. But that writing world is right. a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. But I was like, do I go out and find a writer or do I empower somebody I know? Mm. My baby sister wants to be a writer. Wow. So my baby sister is the writer on the book. Wow. Literally my baby. So it's all in-house. So we do it all independently. Mm -hmm. So it's literally me, my line brother, Uche, my baby sister, Courtney, and Journey and Brawley, mm -hmm. and Oreo, our dog. And literally, we, we have Zoom calls. Hey, guys, y'all got to get on the Zoom call. And mm. what do y'all think it is? So I would say to the girls, like, well, how do y'all want to promote this book? Let's do the Breakfast Club, Daddy. Oh, y'all are seeing what's going on yeah. out here. But now yeah. I got to make those phone calls. Right. Had them on the Breakfast Club. Mm. But it's one of those things where I do it to empower them. Right. I want them to be entrepreneurs, or I want them to know that in life you can have goals and dreams, but the way we get to those goals and dreams is by doing the work. Work, execution, discipline, and keeping your keeping the focus the focus. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. I love that. I I, I think, you know, even even with this is something that you just said, that environment is is key. Absolutely. Um I'm a I'm a person who has multiple baby moms. And I just appreciate them for keeping our ecosystem sane. Absolutely, right. It's a lot. Now we've had we we all fall victim of uh, being humans, you know. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. But when you start making it something other than the children, absolutely. Only people that's going to get affected is the children. Absolutely. And I don't care how petty you try to make it be, I don't care what now nah, you told me or no, nah, shawty, you ain't getting that. It's like, listen, when you put Junior first, when you put your little princess first, Absolutely. when you put your little prince first, they're gonna be a byproduct of that because most people, they are what they saw. Absolutely. Right? Most people, I'll say it again, most people are what they saw. And, and it's also one of those things, what they saw to your point, and it's for me personally, I can only speak on my experiences. Mm -hmm. I will go up and beyond to make sure that Journey's mother and Bradley's mother are good, yeah. no matter what it is, because when I'm not around, what you're saying about me also carries weight as oh, well too. Come on now. And it's one of those things where it's like, 
we might not agree upon on certain things, but at the end of the day, long as the ultimate goal is what's best for the girls, mm -hmm. then that's all I care about. Right. And that's, you know, they can't say, well, Fred, don't do this and don't do that. Right. It's like, you know, I make sure everybody's taken care of because I want them to be raised in an environment where it's positive. Yes. Because words can mean a lot. It can penetrate the soul. And it can also deter you from having, especially in co-parenting relationships, it can deter you from having certain relationships with your kid because mm -hmm. if they hear negative things about you all day long, right. and then when daddy comes around, the bad guy's yeah, here, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, don't yeah. care about nobody, but it's like, you can't even say that. So sometimes, and I say this to a lot of my friends who, um, have kids and they're no longer, you know, with the with the, the, the mother or the partner. Focus on the child. Yeah, because that's gonna be at the end of the day, you can't break the bond that me and the girls have. Yeah, and journeys ten, Broly's thirteen. This right. bond is, it's there, bro. Man, I, I I I go through it and, I, and I'm passionate about this because. You know, I have seven children, mm -hmm. right? And five biological, two that I would say, some would say step, I don't use that reference. I use, if anything, I use surrogates, mm -hmm. right? They've been placed in my life and you can't tell me that they're not mine. They're not you can't tell them that I'm not theirs. And what I've learned from that is it's like they came into my life at such a key time where the selfishness that I was operating off of mm -hmm. wasn't going to get them the safe space, the place of refuge that they need. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes adults, parents, right, forget that. You, you can't be selfish with children, Absolutely. right? Their main focus is you know, based off of your, uh, the way you feel. And I check myself all the time. It's like, man, listen, am I, am I good? Because if I'm not good, Chosen going to feel it. And Shakira's going to feel it. And it's a domino effect. Oh, my goodness. And it, there's an there's a old, uh, you know, um, story or a cliche about, uh, you know, who kicked your cat? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The boss cat got kicked and then all of a sudden it ran down the whole thing. But, you know, needless to say, man, I'm a person, bro. I feed off my children. Absolutely. And I think more than anything, I think over time I'm realizing my children know me better than anybody else. Because it could be a time where like my parent voice is talking, hey, hey, sit down. Hey, sit <laughs> down now. Right? It yes, comes sir. out of anything. Yes, but sir. then like my kids can discern and they say, hey, sit down. <laughs> hey, sit down right now. And you know, it'd be so funny. So it can go from serious to that you're laughing. <laughs> now everybody's laughing at him. You know, everybody laughing, but it's like if you're not able to bring that out or and your kids able to really crack that code with you, I mean, bro, when I have my children, bro, it is it is like so much going on. But it's, I would not have wanted it any other way. It's it's an escape from reality and it's an unconditional love that yeah. wants nothing back in return. And I realized that when for me, managing talent and always putting other people first and always making sure everybody else is good, but mm -hmm. people always want something in return. Right. When it came to the girls, they just wanted to hang out with Fred. Yeah. They just wanted to go to the mall. Mm. They just wanted to chill. They just wanted to Disney Plus and let's watch a movie. That right. and it's like, oh, 
This is what unconditional love yeah. feels like. It's, not it's not like, it being transactional. Absolutely. You know, you know, as a parent, mm -hmm. you're not looking for nothing in return. Nothing. You just you know what I'm saying. You just want to see them smile. That's it. That's all you want. All right, my guy. <laughs> Listen, as we close things out here, we're going to start with this camera right here together. Then we're going to go to this camera right there. And then we're going to finish with that camera right. right there. So we say one finger. One finger. One pinky. One pinky. One thumb. One thumb. One love. One love. You did. Yes, sir. Mm. Oh, man. God, I appreciate, appreciate you, bro. man. Thank yes, you, brother. Sir, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, huh? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Whitaker. I'm here on Funky Fridays with my big bro, Cam. Make sure y'all check out my book, Come on a Journey with me to ATL. You can get the book at www.comeonajourney.com. Check it out. One love, support, black fathers rock. Yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> third time to talk.